This episode of A Hit to the Head is brought to you by Better Fantasy. We will be hearing from them at the halfway mark of today's episode. Stay tuned for a special offer for them. But for now, let's roll the intro. Welcome back to Hit to the Head. This is episode 34 here on the show, and today we are bringing you some 2022 NFL offseason action. We're breaking down all the latest mayhem that's been going on in the previous two weeks in the NFL, including trades, signings, and all that fun stuff. Bringing back Chris and Anthony to help me break down all the news, we're going to give you some interesting takes. Without further delay, though, let's get into the action. Episode 34. Fellas, welcome back to the show. It's been a little bit. We're here to talk about some NFL off-season transaction signings, all that good stuff. It's been a busy couple weeks since we've last spoken. What you guys been up to in the time being? Well, uh, I started my own podcast Bingo. called Yelling and Propelling about the New York Knicks. So if you guys are Knicks fans, basketball fans, either or, or both, check it out um, on all podcast platforms, just like a hit to the head. I'd be very appreciative of that. But aside from that, just just been trying to keep up with the crazy uh, uh, friggin' free agency it's been so far. It's been kind of wild. We're just about to get into it. Dude wasted no time to name drop his new epi. All right, uh, Anthony, how about you, bud? You asked. You asked what you <laughs> No, I did ask. I did ask. Well, I'll, uh, I'll model myself after my friend Chris. I also started my own podcast Everybody's called The buzzing. 10 Lessons Podcast. Oh, and it has been going wonderful. I absolutely love doing it. Uh, but besides that, to be honest, I haven't been watching much sports. I uh, NBA, I haven't really watched any NBA games, but I've been keeping up pretty well with the NFL news. So that's that's what's relevant here. There's a lot to talk about, fellas. It has been absolute bedlam the past couple of weeks with all this stuff going on. Where do you want to start first? Give me a team, any team. So... <laughs> Well, I was right about Aaron Rodgers staying, but traded away Devontae Adams. Traded Devontae Adams to the Las Vegas Raiders for two draft picks. The number 22 overall pick in this year's draft and a second rounder as well. I I don't know how they're going to be able to field a competitive roster because they're still battling salary cap issues right now. You know, they're just barely squeaking by uh, the maximum allowed. You know, they're without a number one guy or, you know, a number two guy for that matter on offense. They're going into the season right now with Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, and Robert Tunyon as the top receiving threats. And I saw... Yeah, that's a thick yikes. And, you know, I, I saw this tweet... About the Green Bay Packers. I forget who it was. It doesn't really matter. He's a nobody. But the Packers are one of the most top-heavy teams in the NFL as Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, David Bakhtiari, Kenny Clark. Those four guys alone are the highest-paid players at their respective positions. 
And, mm-hmm. you know, you talk about salary cap issues. Well, there it is right there. And you had Aaron Rodgers talking about in the offseason, you know, it's not about the money. You know, I, I have money. I'm set. You know, I just want to win. He becomes the highest paid NFL player in history. Yeah. Yeah. So much about the money, dude. Thanks for handcuffing the team for the next four years. What the uh, Rodgers deal did is it forced you to pick between Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith. Mm. And the Packers went with uh, Preston and Zadarius went to the Vikings. Um, yeah. But here's my thing about Rodgers and about Devontae Adams. Was Rodgers aware that yes. Devontae was going? Yeah. Out? Rogers signed the extension knowing full well that Devontae Adams was leaving. Okay. Well, he must have really not liked his other options then. I feel like deep down, Rodgers knows that if he went to the Denver Broncos, and we'll talk about them soon enough, he would kind of fall off and he wouldn't be that guy. We credit him to be in Green Bay. You know, it's easy to look like an absolute superstar demigod for the Packers when you play the Bears, the Lions, and the Vikings two times a year. If you have to go against Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Derek Carr twice a year... And all those teams are playoff contenders right now, hell, Super Bowl contenders. I think he realized that there was a serious chance that he could have dropped off and just become like an average guy, uh, at least in that sense. Crazy defenses. Yeah, so uh, he just wants to be that guy and keep his ego intact. And, you know, keep in mind, I still love the guy. You know, I I still kind of worship him. But this offseason is kind of a testament to, you know, who he really is. That's exactly what it feels like to me. It just feels like a manifestation of what me and Chris were talking about in the last podcast episode. But what really surprised me about this whole deal. So I I thought Aaron Rodgers would return, but I thought Devontae would go with him. And I thought they would kind of just run it back very similar to me. And sort of have a similar result. That was what I would... I would have anticipated. But Devontae mm-hmm. Adams leaving really shocked me, especially because the Packers not only matched the Raiders' deal, but offered more than the yeah, Raiders. Yeah, they offered and more Devontae money. still chose to leave, which is crazy to me. And the Packers, they, you know, they they let him go because I believe under his contract they could have forced him to stay. Is that correct? He was under the franchise tag, and he did explicitly right. say, I'm not playing on the franchise tag. He was really just fed up with the fact that they didn't really offer him uh, the long-term solution that he wanted and his agent wanted. Look at the number, 28 mil a year. That's kind of ridiculous for a guy who's 29 years old who, in all fairness, he's the best receiver in the NFL. I mean, there's not really an argument there, but is he going to be the best receiver in the NFL for five more years? I don't no. I don't think so, no. Um, you know, a couple more, sure, but five? Yeah, I, I mean, it really shocked me that they let, what do you like you just said, the best receiver in the NFL, one of the best I've ever seen from any receiver I've ever watched in my life. His release is ridiculous, and he is clutch. The amount yeah. of times I've seen Aaron Rodgers just... Rodgers just running for his life, and, uh, throws it to the middle of the field. Adams has got to be over there somewhere. Uh, <laughs> but that's a big... You know, hold a fill for the Packers. Good luck trying to make up that. You know, he was a second-round pick. The Packers have two first-round picks this year, so they can, you know, land a first-round talent receiver. Imagine what they can do with that kind of guy because the Packers are notoriously one of the best teams in the NFL at drafting and developing their guys. You know, maybe they make a couple uh, nice moves at the draft, 
maybe make a small signing here or there or a tiny trade. I, I feel like they can still kind of salvage from this because we've yet to see what they do with these draft picks. Right now, sure, I, I can see that. It's kind of kind of tough to see the bright side of this for the Packers. Yeah, that's the very optimistic view what he just illustrated. Oh, and I think it's I think that that could happen, but I think it's far more likely that this was just losing Devontae Adams is going to be a devastating blow, especially for next season. Also, I wouldn't give the Packers too much credit for their uh, good draft picks, considering in 2017 they picked Kevin King over TJ Watt. Dude, don't talk to me about Kevin King. I hate that <laughs> draft pick more than anything ever. Uh, I'm just saying, don't give him too much credit. But... How about that Jordan Love pick? You like that one? Hey, bro, relax. Relax. You know what? I'll say <laughs> this. Jordan Love, he might never start a game in the NFL. Yeah, to me, that's one word. of the worst draft just picks. Flush the pick down the toilet. Yeah, one of the worst draft picks I've seen in my lifetime in any sport. Yeah, Jordan Love's yeah, getting traded this like, year. That was like late 20s, too, wasn't it? Mid-20s? Yeah, they traded up the 26th pick to get him. Yeah, wow. You gotta appreciate him more. You gotta show him some love. <laughs> he gets no love from me. None. He didn't show the Packers any love in that Chiefs game. That was hard to watch. Dude, that that was a sign that, like, yeah, this guy's kind of <laughs> bad at football. He's gonna, he's gonna love working at McDonald's. Prepare them Big Macs with love. Clearly, we spent enough time talking about the Packers here because I'm just going to talk myself into jumping off a cliff here. Another team I want to talk about here, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Anthony, ah. Anthony, I know you're happy about this. Why, I am happy. Why don't you yes, talk about I, it? Yeah, I wasn't totally convinced that Tom Brady was really retired. Uh-huh. Uh, but like I said, so him coming out of retirement didn't shock me at all. I think the Buccaneers are so far pretty big winners this offseason. Not just because Tom Brady's coming back, but honestly, it's not even about what they've done necessarily. It's more about what's been happening around them. Because the Packers, to me, like we just went over, I feel like they're getting weaker. The Rams just lost Vaughn Miller. They lost Robert Woods. Uh, and the AFC is just getting more and more loaded as time goes on. So I think that uh, the Buccaneers are ending up being pretty big winners in the free agency. They, they added Russell Gage. They re-signed Chris Godwin. They got Leonard Fournette back today. Uh, as you texted us, you texted us that, Brendan? Yeah, um, I broke that news. Yeah, yeah, you did break that news to me. Uh, you broke it, like, right away. I don't know how you do it. You broke it, like, the, literally the second it came yeah, out. Yeah, not a big um, deal. But, yeah, they've been, they've been big winners so far this offseason. I don't think they're done yet making moves, so we'll see how it plays out. But I really like what what uh, has been happening so far. I feel like the only way that they can kind of be classified as winners is because Tom Brady's coming back. Otherwise, he's eh. He's a nobody. He's not. He's not. But if you look at... Uh, what do you think, Brendan? No. I still kind of feel like the Bucks aren't really changing a whole lot in the offseason. Yeah, they brought in Shaq Mason a whole lot to me. Yeah, the It would have been the Rams game. Sure, it would in the Rams game, but... You know, you guys are acting like the Rams aren't still, like, one of the top teams in the NFL. You know, they won the Super Bowl for a reason, because, you know, they're a wagon. Sure, they lost Robert Woods, OBJ, okay, but you act like they won't find someone else to replace him. You know, there's still, like, a bunch of guys in free agency left, or you don't know what could happen via trades. The Packers, I mean, say what you will, but, you know, so long as Aaron Rodgers is there, they're still always a threat. What are the Packers always a threat for with Aaron Rodgers? Just like being a threat in the postseason. MVPs? Like, all right. 
I don't see the Bucks as winners, but I don't see them as losers. I, I just kind of see them somewhere in between. That's honestly, yeah. that's fair. Yeah, that's a very fair. They're having I mean, an okay yeah. offseason. Well, I was just saying this. I think the Bucks, if anything, they're they're stagnant or maybe slightly stronger. But the Rams, my point about the Rams was that they're getting slightly weaker. I think losing Von Miller and losing Robert Woods, they're getting that's you know they're getting weaker. That Andrew Whitworth just retired. Uh, Odell might leave. I just see them as getting a little bit worse. And yeah, of course, they're not. They're still going to be a big threat in the NFC. I'm not saying like they're just they just falling off the face of the earth all of a sudden. But are we sure that the Rams are going to win that game if the Bucks are healthy? And I, I really feel like the Bucks issue in the postseason was just health. I think Tristan Wirfs, if he plays, that makes a big difference in the game. If Chris Godwin's healthy, if Antonio Brown didn't lose his mind, if you know, there's that's a lot of what ifs though. That's a lot of what if. It it's not. It's not like what if this, and then like an additional what if this. It's just saying what if any number of these, any one and of these players was or. healthy. Like if Kristen Wirfs is healthy and he could block Von Miller, I feel like that game goes differently. And plus, the Bucks almost came back even with all these injuries, I don't and know. they were obviously totally outmatched in that game. I don't. I don't see the Bucks being in a weak position, especially with the teams no, around them weak. getting weaker. Not weak. I, I just don't see them being stronger. Also, it's worth mentioning that uh, Rams signed Allen Robinson, so that could help uh, for the loss of OBJ and Robert Woods. Yeah, like, exactly. Um, and, you know, bringing in Shaq Mason, that's just kind of replacing Ali Marpet. He's a little better. Where, wait, where'd Marpet go? Retired. But yeah. Shaq Mason's better. All right. All this football talk has got me thinking about my fantasy team, the average Joes who are humming after a little bit of slump the past couple weeks. But that reminds me to mention that we are brought to you today by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is the first platform enabling you to sync your existing fantasy leagues and allowing you to bet on the matchups. What? I downloaded the app and I was stunned with how cool and how intuitive this platform is. It's so much fun to play around with. In this first season, the app is totally free to play, meaning no matter where you live, you're going to be able to get in on the action. It's basically like a traditional sports book. Instead of betting on an NFL matchup, you're betting on your fantasy league matchups, which is unreal. I want to put money on the average Joes. We're buzzing. You earn the app's in-game currency by completing challenges and use them to place bets. When you win, you can cash in for awesome prizes and even raise some money for charity. Outstanding. And you know what? Let's make this even better. All you listeners, that's right, you. You're able to take advantage of a special offer. When you download the app today in the App Store, on Apple, Android, whatever thing you use, you'll receive three times the amount of credits when you create your account. It's as easy as this. Go to the App Store, download Better Fantasy, Create your account, you receive three times the amount of credits you normally would. Again, it's available in the app stores on Apple, Android, or you can just head over to their website, betterfantasy.com, to check them out. That's betterfantasy, B-E-T-T-O-R, fantasy.com. And when it asks how you found out about them, just say a hit to the head, and they'll give you all those credits. But shout out to me for spelling, and let's keep on rolling with the show here. Who's our winners of the offseason thus far? You know, what three teams do you have together that really set themselves above the rest? So far in the offseason are as follows. The Chargers. Okay. 
the Broncos. Okay. That's two in that division already. Yeah. And the Colts are my three winners. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're stupid. What? You're. St- What's up with you and the Colts, dude? You have money on them. <laughs> you have no money on them. You want to, You want me to explain? Yeah, I want you to explain because that's stupid. You know what? You know I don't know if I want to. Out of all the teams, you picked the Colts because they got Matt Ryan. Yeah, you know, Is that it? Because they got Matt Ryan, a thirty-eight year old. We got Yannick Ngakwe. Yannick Ngakwe. You can't even say his name. Close enough. What else do they need to do? I, 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 they replace Wentz. What do you mean? What oh, else I'm do they need to do? They don't have a competent oh, like number one receiver. Well, there's plenty out there. You were just telling me about how the Packers got. Well, got God, that's me being delusional, great, dude. But the Colts, no, 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 come on. Respect Michael Pittman. He's pretty good. No, he's, he's pretty good for good. sure. Like he's like a serious number two, but they don't have a number one. Ah, number two. What? Dude, well, they can get a number one. Who? You know how many wide receivers are on the market right now? You were just talking about Name them. plenty of wide receivers on the market. Name them. Who can be a number one? Jarvis Landry's not a number one. He's a complimentary guy. Julio Jones, he's kind of washed. I'll say it. He's kind of washed. Who else you got? Well, they've got Pittman as their number one. They don't even... Why do you... Why, why, do you, why don't you like Pittman as okay, number one? Okay, so... Let, so, let's take Michael Pittman out of the conversation here. Who else do they have? T.Y. Taylor. T.Y. Hilton. <laughs> Come on, dude. Don't say T.Y. Hilton. We talked about how Jonathan Taylor is the best running back in the league. No, that's a running back. I'm saying receiving options. I'm saying receiving options. Stick with the wide receiver. You said said take Michael Pittman off the the team. Yeah, let's look apart from Michael Pittman. Who do they have? To throw hang it. on, hang on. The Packers took Devontae Adams. Dude, we're not talking about the Packers. You just said one of the winningest teams of the offseason was the Colts. I want to know why you picked the Colts. Because they got one quarterback who, you know, had an MVP season a few years ago and blew the biggest lead in Super Bowl history. Yep. That's yeah, it. Yeah, I think he can have a very similar, like like a Matt Stafford type of year. Come He's on. Come on. You're serious. Yes, I'm dead serious. No, you're not. There's no way no, you're listen, serious. There's no way you're dying on that hill. You want to take Michael Pittman off. When you look in the AFC, you're telling me the Colts can get past the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Broncos, and that's just the AFC West. Hey, you man, tell me they can I, get I, past I those teams? They were the, one of the three biggest winners in the offseason. I didn't pick them as... Oh, wait, I did pick them in the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, but my point is right now is that I mean, you know, you know, that was just like on the spot pick. Like, like I'm not. No, I'm not sure, but but this is really reaching, man. I fully agree with you on the Chargers and the yeah. Broncos. Totally agree with you there. I'd say the Browns. I'd say the okay. Browns are one of the biggest winners because they brought in Amari Cooper. Say what you will. Amari Cooper's still kind of a beast. He can still bring in 100 receptions. What's that? They're going to ruin his career. Oh, yeah, the Browns ruin everyone's career. But that's besides the point. You know, just look on paper. Amari Cooper's still a guy who can bring in 100 receptions, you know, 1,000-plus yards, 5-plus touchdowns in the year. He's going to get his. And then they brought in Deshaun Watson. Ever heard of him? Apart from all the, you know, illegal activities and whatnot. This guy's pretty you know, good. He might not be playing again this year. He's still got to go through the civil cases. Oh, that's crazy. Um, the NFL's investigation. Yeah, but I'm just saying from so like a paper standpoint. I mean, you bring in those two superstar talents, 
That, that's no, a lot more than what can be said about the Colts. I'm just making sure you're aware. I'm aware. I'm aware of the illegal, suspicious activities. Anthony, you aware? Who you got? Who's your top three? <laughs> Anthony, you aware of all this? <laughs> Are you I mean, wearing clothes right now? I am wearing clothes, and I was aware of these civil lawsuits from... Uh, See, this Sean dude reads Watson. the newspaper. He's in touch. Oh, yeah, every morning with my tea and cookie. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Anyway, so I agree with both of you guys. The Chargers are clearly, I think they're the biggest winner of this offseason. Yeah. I've Dude. talked already about this, but I love Justin Herbert. I love oh, Justin so Herbert. I, I, I think he's going to be so great. I love watching him play. He's got a cannon. He is an unbelievably great quarterback. Dude's just a man rocket, too. Defense. Only thing that was holding him back was his defense was bad. It was, it was appalling. Bad, bad, bad. AC Jackson and Khalil Mack are two huge additions, and uh, they have huge with elite players now. Elite players at every level of the defense. Now yep. they have Joey Bosa rushing the quarterback. They have Khalil Mack in the linebacker, uh, and the linebackers. And then you have uh, Derwin James and JC Jackson in the secondary. The AFC is going to be so much fun to watch next year. I can't. It's going to be a bloodbath. Um, yeah, it really is. Uh, I agree with Chris. I'm not sure if you said this, Brandon, but I agree with Chris that the, the Broncos are, are big winners. Yeah, I think I them getting that. Russell Wilson. F them picks, F them picks, F them picks. I think them getting Russell Wilson was big for them. That uh, was Russell, a D1 like, move. Wilson. Yeah, and he uh, he's coming off, obviously, not that great of a year, but I really didn't feel like he would. He wanted to be in Seattle anymore. Yeah. And he His wasn't the issue. Seem to be in it. He wasn't the issue in Seattle anyways. It was Pete not Carroll. Not at all. No, 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 no. Pete Carroll yeah, blew away all, that franchise. Yeah, I think the Broncos are huge winners. I think they're going to be a totally. really good team. And, yeah, I my third, actually, it would have been the Browns, but since you already picked the Browns, I don't want to beat a dead horse here. But I, I just to briefly say, I think Deshaun Watson, if he, can, if he can play, is a phenomenal quarterback. And that running game, that offensive line still intrigues me to this day. Yeah. And that defense... That defense is so confusing to me. It's like more confusing to me than physics because that Browns defense is confusing. Like they got Miles Garrett, you got Clowney, you got Denzel Ward. Clowney's like actually a free agent. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm talking about last year. Sure. Uh, like no, some, I get what you're some saying. Some games, some games, it was like this. This defense is good, and other games, it was like, man, this defense. <laughs> this is the sucks. worst defense in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it's a different thing every week, so I, I yeah. never know what to think about that defense. No consistency. But if they could, if they could work things out with this offense, I think, you know, Amari Cooper, he's he's a he's a pretty good receiver. He's, I mean, I would say he's better than pretty good. He's really good. He's a uh, number Deshaun one. Watson, yeah, on the football field, Sean Watson's great. Nick Chubb, obviously, awesome. Kareem Hunt, awesome. Offensive line, awesome. They're big winners so far. Yeah, to pick another person, I mean. I mean, the Bengals, I think Stop. just them getting offensive linemen is pretty clutch. Stop. Because I, I really think that they got a great Stop. offense. Obviously, they proved it. They just they went all the way to the Super Bowl. Come on. Uh, but that offensive line, he didn't have time to throw it to uh, Jamar Chase. He got sacked nine times against the Titans and still won. That, I mean, I've been rambling. Anyone else want to agree, disagree? Seems like you disagree with my uh, Bengals pick. Yeah, I disagree with the Bengals. I mean fundamentally i just don't think they're a sound organization yeah they made it to the super bowl but that they were just a cinderella team i don't think they'll be mm. back well that's totally fair now with the asd i think that i mean i i, like I mean all that aside like, i mean if you take away like all the action going on in the afc west i don't think that has anything to do with it i just don't view the Bengals as that 
kind of team. They're an above 500 squad, but I, I don't see them as like a true playoff team. They just got lucky. Yeah, I mean, that's that's it's possible. I mean, I would err a little bit more on the side of Joe Burrow's just a beast. and he Oh, Joe Burrow is that, a beast. Dude's a stud. I, I, I like the idea, though, of the front office of just, like, them analyzing their playoff run and being like, okay, literally our only issue pretty much was just we Joe Burrow was not protected. So we're going to go out and get off. Joe Burrow almost died it. again. I mean, I kind of I kind of like that approach, you know what I mean? I mean, if they didn't take that approach, you'd kind of have to think they'd have to be taken outside and shot, you know? Yeah, but some front offices, they just, it seems like they have no common sense. They just. <laughs> Dude, you don't have to tell me about front crazy. offices. Packers, <laughs> for example. <laughs> you don't have to tell yeah, me like, about front offices. Honestly, common sense is so uncommon that it's like when someone just, a front office is just like, Ooh, look, we have this problem. Let's let's like fix this problem. I just marvel. It's like the best thing ever. Now, what about the Bills? What do you guys think about the Bills signing Von Miller six years? Whack. Way too long. Two years? He's yeah, I can get behind that. Six? No. If I'm the Bills front office, I would have done eighty million four years. I would have done that. It's just me. He's gonna be thirty nine by the time his contract's up. Who what defensive lineman you know is playing at that age? He might not get ten yeah. sacks next year. It's he might possible. not get ten sacks and he's getting all that money. It's not worth it. But you know what? If you right. have cap to spend, spend it, dude. If it gets you a Super Bowl, spend that. That's more my mindset. Like I feel like short term that's gonna help them a lot. Especially Sure, I mean they're obviously in a win now. Really they're obviously win now right yeah. now. You know, what what are you saving picks for? He had a very big impact on the Rams playoff run. And I think he's gonna have a big impact next year, maybe the year after. And then after that, like I don't I don't think he's he's not gonna be good for the next six years. I think that's a little crazy. But yeah, I think short term at least, that's a that's a good move for them. Short term, yeah. Um this upcoming season he'll probably have, you know, a, an impact on the field. I think the year after though, he'll probably fall into more of like a leadership role. Be more of a mentor and just kinda be a rotational guy. He's going to be the highest paid mentor in the league. Yeah. Must be nice. I mean, get paid all that money to sit on a bench. Wish I could do that. Winners aside, boys, let's talk about the losers of the offseason. There's plenty to go around. Chris wants to take it off. Here we go. Number one. <laughs> Number Giants one, are, Giants. Giants are trying to beat the Jets as <laughs> the most poverty NFL franchise. Should have and they're, they're making a hard run for it. That is hard to do, but they're trying. They signed nobody but Tyrod Taylor. I mean, they probably signed other people like, that aren't even worth mentioning. Like, come on. They got Tyrod Taylor in there. So the, the, the Hey, don't trash Tyrod like, Taylor. That dude's a, an NFL journeyman. He's trying to make the round on all teams. <laughs> he's at, like, what, nine teams team. now? I think he's at, like, nine teams. Yeah, eight or nine for him now, but their quarterback like competition in the offseason is going to be Daniel Jones and Tyrod Taylor. I don't know any Giants fan that is like, oh, goody, I can't wait to see who wins that starting spot. Like, come on. You didn't fix the issue at running back. Like, Saquon, is he the guy? Is he not? Like, he's not. He's still just, you know. No. Saquon yeah, is not like, the is guy. He gonna, you know, be starting are they rolling with him? I don't, do they, you got a good backup for him? Well, I mean, they do have a good backup. They got um, Goldman. So, is, is it the same thing as last year where he's backing Saquon up? I don't know. No, he was on the 49ers last year. Wayne Coleman? Yeah. 
What am I, slowly? I thought that who was, who was backing up Saquon when he was out half the year? DeAndre Foreman? <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> he was on the Atlanta Falcons when they blew the 28-3 lead. Brendan, I don't think... Wait, what's the, wait, wait, say his name one more time. Wayne Goldman. Wayne Goldman? No, 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 the other guy, Foreman. What's uh, his first name? DeAndre, Deontay. Are, are you talking about? Are you talking about Dante Foreman? Dante like on the Foreman. Titans right now. On the Titans right now, that guy. Like the yeah. poverty man's. Yeah, I Henry. think he was the backup for the Giants last year. Hey right, guys, breaking news: Wayne Goldman was on the Atlanta Falcons last year. Oh. <laughs> Yikes! That's rough. I love Wayne Goldman right. though. I want to get his jersey. Yeah. Yeah, I I thought like like I, I remember seeing him back up Saquon. It's like, dang, he's pretty good. That was two years know. ago. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, my point is is that is Saquon their guy? Is he not? No. They haven't addressed that at all yet. Uh, moving on, Giants are my number one losers of the offseason thus far. Loser. Number two, number two, I go with the team I just mentioned, the Falcons. Uh, you dealt away Matt Ryan, and you brought in Marcus Mariota. Bingo. Who. Like, like I, I'm going to be rooting for him. Actually, was a big Mariota guy when he was with Oregon and then with the Titans. And I thought he kind of just got moved out of that starting role too quick. I'm, I was pretty surprised to not see him get another starting job. You know what? I, for the, I you know, can basketball. understand that. Yeah. Like, they didn't really do anything. They brought back Cordero Patterson, which is nice. You know, he had a great year for them. But Calvin Ridley's I mean, gone for the year. I'm sorry? Calvin Ridley's gone for the year, wide receiver. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, number they don't three have a is the Jaguars. This one's this one might be a bit of a hot take because they did make a lot of moves, but I mean the Christian Kirk contract. He's he's in the top five highest paid wide receivers in the league. Christian Kirk, a wide receiver number three on the foul or the Car- uh, Cardinals last year. You gotta be kidding me! And you bring in like Evan Ingram, like oh my god, like I don't know, I. The Jaguars are big losers for the offseason. Like, I, I don't think Trevor Lawrence is looking at all these signings and his mouth is watering. I think you're wrong in that. There's bigger losers in the offseason. I, I think you're just viewing the Jaguars as, like, just losers overall. And that's understandable because yeah. they are. They are. I mean, they are. But yep. I wouldn't call them, you know, the biggest losers in the offseason. That's kind of unfair to say when you look at the Chicago Bears who dished out Khalil Mack for what? A fourth rounder or a sixth rounder? And then they lost Allen Robinson. But hey, you know, they got Justin Fields. So, you know, let's hope he can get it yeah. done. Go Bears. What? Dude, Bears they're are a joke. Well. Don't get me wrong. Like, the Bears Just, yeah, deserve to be in the conversation. The Jags? Nah, man. I, I feel like they're doing okay. They're doing them. They're trying to go for three wins next year. You know, they're doing them. Baby steps, right? Baby, Baby steps. steps, man. Baby steps. There's... They're still trying to find a head coach. I picked the Colts, dude. I picked oh, the... come on. Yeah, dude. Oh, boy. The Colts are losers. <laughs> I don't know I don't know why they traded Carson Wentz to the Washington. So Carson Wentz for the Colts last year. He threw for 3,500 passing yards, 27 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, quarterback rating of 95. That's a pretty good season, dude. And for the team to just really give up on him like that, what are you doing? Can I just chip in for a second? Yeah, chip in real quick. I'll, t- I'll, toss, it, I'll toss it right back to you. So Word. I wanted to ask you about this. Carson Wentz, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, as a quarterback, if you're thinking about ways to make a quarterback's job easier, 
besides having a generational talent at receiver, say like a Devontae Adams mm-hmm. or something, somebody like that, besides that, one of the best ways to make a quarterback's job easier is to have an extremely good run game and an extremely good offensive line. Yeah. And Carson Wentz had both of those because Jonathan Taylor had a like a sensationally fantastic season. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about Carson Wentz's job being easier as a quarterback? And do you think maybe that factored a little bit more than your you know, rationally thinking about into him having a, a pretty decent year statistically. Well, yeah, I mean, he had extra protection, and that's not going to hurt him. As far as targets to throw to, we talked about Michael Pittman earlier. But outside of that, I mean, there was nothing really special. So it doesn't devalue the season that he had. I think Carson Wentz just had a good bounce-back season. And for the Colts to give up on him like that, it's pretty stupid. They just willingly put them in a situation where they didn't have a quarterback for the season. If that Matt Ryan trade didn't fall through, what were they going to do? Bring in Baker Mayfield? Like, you, you, the Colts started off horrible, 0-5, whatever it was. And then you said, like, mid, midway through the season, they start hitting their stride. And you, you, I can't believe you just don't even mention the fact that Jonathan Taylor, that was around the time Jonathan Taylor started going for 200 rushing yards every single game. We can't, like, you're making it seem like Carson Wentz turned the team around. His role was handing the ball off to Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> that was his role on the team you're saying that he found. Are you saying that 3,500 yards, 27 touchdowns isn't impressive? Like, you're telling me that no, that's not a good performance? Jonathan Taylor's stats. Dude, we're not talking about Jonathan Taylor. We're talking about how you willingly put yourself in a situation where you didn't have a competent starting quarterback. Well, now they do. So it doesn't matter. Because it's stupid. There is just no point in doing that. There's just no reason as to why they should have moved on from Carson Wentz. I I felt like he built a solid foundation in the first year with the Colts, and to bring in a new guy who has to learn a new offense and build chemistry with a whole new group of players, you know that that itself is going to take another year. And Matt Ryan, he's not getting any younger. You know he's on the back nine on the last few holes of his career. He doesn't have that kind of time to get used to a new system. Carson Wentz, he's still kind of young, and, you know, he still kind of has some room to grow. Matt Ryan, you know, you're not going to grow a whole lot with him. Listen, just to move away from the Colts now, because we've been talking about him for a bit, I, I, it's just going to be very interesting-ish. Okay, I can't talk. It's going to be very, very interesting to see how they do this year, because Brendan thinks that they are you know, the second biggest loser in the offseason. He, he doesn't have him doing well. And I got them, you know, I mean, I said it right. Whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't say that, I didn't say they wouldn't do well. I still think they'll be a good team. I just think they're the biggest loser right now. He thinks that, I won't, I won't put any words into your mouth. He thinks that, what you just heard, folks. And I think that they're going to be extremely, they're going to do extremely well. Yeah, dude, pick them to go to the Super Bowl. Hang on, hang on. One last sentence in heaven. And I also think that Matt Ryan is going to have a similar year to Matt Stafford. He's going to come in, obviously, on the let, 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 he's at the end of his prime, but I feel like he's going to have a Matt Stafford type of year. And that's that's it. Move on from the Colts. You're delusional. Now, now, Chris, I agree. I liked everything you were saying. Uh, the last statement you lost me. You're Matt delusional, Ryan, Matthew Stafford type of year. You did lose me there. Okay. You're delusional. So do you think he's going to do... Just okay. Yeah, yeah, I think he'll do pretty good. And yeah, like, he'll do fine. I mean, his job isn't that hard. Like, he's right. got Jonathan Taylor, a great run game, great offensive line. And, you know, 
decent weapons. Like, his job isn't that difficult. I don't think Matt Ryan is going to literally, like, one-up Matt Stafford. Like, like you know, like, he, what, he's going to one-up what Matt Stafford did this season. I don't think But you're like saying that. he's going to have a borderline MVP season because that's kind of what Matt Stafford had. No, not that. I'm saying he's going to do, like, similar, like, re- revitalization of his career in Indianapolis because Atlanta has been horrible for him. So what are we talking about? We're talking about how he's, his game and his play is leading to winning football now. And it's going to be the same for Matt Ryan is what I'm saying. Basically, all I'm hearing is that you think Matt Ryan's going to have an almost MVP season. No, I, I already denied that. No. no. So then stop no, comparing him to I, Matt Stafford, I, I dude. You're putting words into my mouth. I said I wouldn't put yours, words into your mouth. No, I don't think he's going to be... I don't think he's... Gonna have an MVP, MVP so then why are we talking no. about Matt Stafford then if, you know, he's not going to have that kind of season? Because that's I the kind of season like Matt Stafford had. from a poverty franchise to a really well-rounded team with num- the number one running back in the league, and I think that he's going to yeah. do very well. That's why I'm, that's why we're talking about it. Just like how Matt Stafford went from the Detroit Lions, who suck, and he went to the Rams, and he, he won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I don't think... That he's going to one up him. That's what I'm, I just think he's. It's going to be kind of similar. There's going to be similarity. Matthew Stafford esque yeah. is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. Sure. And I'm yeah. saying that that's whack because Matt Stafford was an MVP caliber guy last year. There's no way Matt Ryan comes close to that. I think he comes close. I don't. No think he's way. No way. Right, Matt well, Ryan we'll doesn't come out. close. This is what I tried to say five minutes ago. Well, Matt this guy did actually win an MVP at one point. Yeah, he did yeah, he win did. it. In 2018, and he went to the Super Bowl, put up 28 points, and then lost. Yeah, not Aaron Rodgers. Colts aren't going to the Super Bowl. You could take out all your anger all you want. Colts aren't going. I mean, five minutes ago, I was just trying to say it's going to be very interesting this season, among other reasons, to find out what the Colts do, because you think they suck, I think they're great. They they won't suck. I'm not saying that. Yeah, how do you like it? How do you like it? (laughs) Like, being a person that partially, like, in some sense agrees with both of you on different parts of this discussion, this is a really funny conversation. Because it's literally going nowhere. (laughs) Whatever. I'm over it. Anthony, you got 60 seconds. Alright. The Seahawks are big losers. They trade away Russell Wilson for Drew Locke, for Noah Fan. I mean... Drew Locke's a beast, dude. What are you talking about? He's the GOAT. I mean, he is, but... this is our quarterback's league, and Russell Wilson is really, really good. Drew Locke's a beast? Oh, you're Drew Locke's a beast, dude. <laughs> yeah. Dude's a stallion. You kidding me? Dude's going to throw 60 touchdowns. Brendan already mentioned this earlier, but another team that's like this is the Bears gave away Khalil Mack for nothing. It's just teams like this that the are just Bears. sort of trading away their best players. And I get it. Like, what? I don't really know what the Bears are think they're going to do nothing. like at all, even if they keep Khalil Mack. So I don't really necessarily blame them, but I feel like they're a, they're a big loser. And also, just really quick, we didn't really talk about the Saints. I, I, I remember the, the Saints were sort of in this conversation for Deshaun Watson, and then they, you know, obviously that didn't work out for them. And they're still in this sort of limbo state where they're like, they have Jameis Winston. I like Jameis really Winston. that guy? And he's, he's like, I just feel like they're without an elite quarterback, and, you know, you can't really win a Super Bowl anymore without a really good elite quarterback. And they have this great talent in Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas if he ever plays a game of football again in his life. Nah. And I just feel like there's a lot of talent being wasted uh, because they can't find a quarterback. That's everything. 
I got a list here of about five to eight guys here. And, you know, I'm going to list them off. You guys tell me where you see them fitting. How's that sound? Sounds good to me. Great. Why is oh, the range right. so high, though? Why is the what? The range is so wide. Five to eight, you got... Yeah, what, are you not looking at the list right there? You nah, I'm just count. naming my height. Let's start it off here. Wide receiver Julio Jones. I was telling you a couple days ago, um, just like right after the Devontae Adams trade, I said, hey, you could go with Julio. Right. Obviously, he's not going to, you know, <clears throat> be what Devontae Adams was, but... It could war- it could just just add to the core because the core's not god awful right now. The wide receiving core that Rogers has got to throw to now. So you throw in Julio Jones there, maybe he can kind of have a comeback here. I could I could see it. Strongly disagree with both of you. Okay. Going to Green Bay makes no sense of your Julio, and the reason why is because of what Devontae Adams just experienced. I just I wouldn't want to play for Aaron Rodgers if I'm Julio Jones. So Ooh. I'm a, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give my own biased opinion. I'm going to Tampa Bay. Shocking. I don't even want to hear why, it. Apparently they've already been in talks. If I'm Julio Jones, I'm playing for a team where I know I have a shot of going to the Super Bowl. Dude, not as opposed off. to the Green Bay Packers, which I know I have a shot of helping Aaron Rodgers win another MVP award, and that's about it. So I'm not going to the Green Bay Packers. I'm going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a once in a lifetime opportunity. Give me a second. Give me a second. Packers are a stupid team, by the way. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Yo, <laughs> this is just like... What's up with you? Why are you just... Why are you on the attack right now? I think the Jarvis Landry pick would actually make more sense for the Packers because Jarvis Landry's a blocking receiver, and, you know, that's what the Packers try to uh, employ in their receivers now. You see, like, Alan Lazard. He's a big-body guy. One of the best blocking receivers in the NFL, so is Jarvis Landry. So that can make a lot of sense, and, you know, he doesn't come at a big price tag like these other guys. I, I think that's a better fit than Jones. You know, Brendan, I agree with you on this. Bingo! This is, so much more, this is so much more objective. Thank you, my friends. Thank you. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I can see if you would want to stay in the division. I can see Landry going to the Ravens. Okay, moving uh, on. They definitely... Okay. <laughs> All-pro linebacker Bobby Wagner. New England Patriots. I'll say it. I said it when I was making my Super Bowl predictions in the last epi. New England Patriots, they need to pick up a middle linebacker. Who better than all pro and one of the best to ever do it, Bobby Wagner. Yeah, I mean, I, t- I totally agree. There's been tons of rumors of him going there, and I feel like he definitely should. Mm-hmm. Their linebacking core is ancient. I think that's the exact words in the last podcast. So, yeah, no need to waste any more time. I totally would like him going to the pa- uh, Patriots. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Edge rusher Jadavian Clowney. I could see him going to a team in the AFC North. You know, maybe a return to the Browns, Ravens. I could see something like that happening. I see him restarting with the Browns. That's that's my pick of course. Yeah, I, I I thought he was going to. I um almost forgot that his contract was up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like that's a good guy on the opposite side of uh, on Miles Garrett. So yeah, I feel like I can see him going back to the Browns. Safety Tyron Matthew. You know what? I could see, like, the Giants making a push for Tyron Matthew. The Giants always pick up, like, a really weird big free agent. <laughs> they did it last oh, yeah, year. That uh, is so true. Like, they got Kenny Galladay last year. He didn't pan out, but, like, you know, they just pick up, like, a random big-name guy for no reason. I could see, like, Tyron Matthew just randomly going there. You know, it's New York City, the Big Apple. I mean, that in itself is a big enough reason to go. 
would like to, for him to go to the Steelers. And I feel like it's a great fit. But yeah, I, I do see the Giants as well. Like they do that. They just get some random guy who's not really gonna like. Is that gonna bring them to like suddenly? Is that gonna turn their entire franchise around? No, but. I don't know. We'll see. Logan Ryan made some big impacts for them, so maybe he could kind of continue that trend. Next up, cornerback Stephon Gilmore. Uh, yeah, I see Stephon Gilmore going to the Chargers. Chargers. And I think this is going to be the biggest turnarounds in uh, NFL's defensive side of the ball, like mm. NFL's team defensive prowess in NFL history. Like, they're going to go from one of the worst teams. It just happens. They're going to go from one of the worst Ooh. defenses to one of the best in the league. I got my like team. One off season. I got my team. The Raiders. Yeah. I see Stephon Gilmore going to the Raiders. I see it happening. They need to boost that secondary. I see Stephon Gilmore going there. Thank you for clicking that for me. Chris? You're so welcome. <laughs> I already mentioned the Steelers, so I won't mention the Steelers. Oh, my Dude, God. Dude, shut up about the Steelers. <laughs> they might get okay, one guy, and it's going to be Kevin King. I can kind of see Stephon Gilmore going to the Titans. I feel like that secondary yeah. could use some help, use some leadership. All right, last but not least, this guy's not a free agent, but he needs a home. Quarterback Baker Mayfield. I want to see him go to the Steelers. I want to see him go to the oh, Browns' my. rival. Yeah, no, I, I'm saying this, like, totally, like, not because of what Chris has been squawking about. This is just because I'm an agent of chaos, and I want to see him go to their arch rival. Wait, what? We already brought in Mitch, and... Don't even don't even sit there and tell me that Mitch Trubisky's a starting quarterback. Don't even lie to me. I'm not about I'm that. not even gonna get into that, but it doesn't make sense for us to trade for Baker Mayfield then. Why not? Mr. Agent of Chaos, that makes zero sense. Uh, I don't know where I got Baker going. I I maybe like Seattle. Okay. I don't think Drew Locke's I don't think they like Drew Locke enough to let him take the entire year as the number one guy there. Maybe put Baker in with that. I don't know. I want to thank you both so much for coming back on the show here. It's always a ton of blast to get into it here. It's always so much fun coming on this podcast and just talking about sports, catching up with the boys. It's a great time. boys. A ton of blast indeed. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I had too much fun tonight, man. I got to go to bed. Listen, yeah. it was fun, and it always is, man. Thanks for having us. Absolutely, My bedtime boys. was 17 minutes ago. Hey, hit those sheets, boys. Alrighty, folks, that just about does it for this episode of A Hit to the Head. If you enjoyed the episode, please be a friend and share it with other friends, families, neighbors, dogs, anyone you see at Walmart, ShopRite, your local gas stations, anyone you meet in public, spread the word, get it out there. If you didn't enjoy the episode, then I'm holding it against you. Be sure to check out our website, ahittothehead.com, where we have a ton of cool sports-related content, including blog articles, YouTube videos, our podcast, and more. Be sure to check us out on Twitter. Give us a follow at A Hit to the Head, where you can receive notifications on all content published. That's it, guys. Be sure to take care, stay safe, and we'll see you all in the next one.